With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into the On3 studios here in Nashville, Tennessee. It is the Inside Scoop, and we are back at it officially two days from December 20, National Signing Day. And we got a special show. We're covering all the recent developments, as we always do. And we're going to set the table for what should be a pretty crazy early signing day. And we are live on this beautiful Monday morning. So as always, let me know where you're watching from. Tap in below comment section. Are you at work? Are you at school? Are you sitting in traffic? Let me know where you're watching the inside scoop. And as always, clock in, lock in. And let's get the show started. Top 10 team rankings with two days to go. Let's take a look. Dogs on top still. Ohio State, Alabama, FSU, Florida sitting there at five, hanging on. Texas at six, Oregon seven, Oklahoma at eight, Miami nine, Notre Dame 10. Now you can't see this, but outside the top 10, you got Auburn at 11, LSU at 12, and Tennessee at 13. All three teams are fighting to get inside that top 10. So as I said, we are officially two days from National Signing Day. This time next week, everybody's going to be grading their classes, making wild projections for next year, and turning the page to the 2025 cycle. But what could possibly happen over the next 72 hours? Well, in recruiting, literally anything could happen. So before we get started, hit subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We've been doing this thing for the last couple months, building this page. And if you've watched more than one of my videos and you're not subscribed, come on, hit subscribe right now for me. All right. On the last show, on Thursday's show, I went over five storylines that I was intrigued by. Now, today, some of those questions have been answered over the weekend, but there's also been a few developments that lead me to a few more questions. So let's bring on Director of Recruiting at On3 here at Chat On3, Chad Simmons. I'm going to start with Dylan Ryle. He's been on Flip Watch heading into the weekend. He visited Nebraska, no flip. What's the latest you're hearing on Dylan Ryle, who's still committed to Georgia. Yeah, still hearing the same that you reported on last week, Josh, that Nebraska is still the likely destination for Dylan Rayola. You know, he was there over the weekend for an official visit, you know, entered the weekend, committed to Georgia, exited the weekend, committed to Georgia. He still is having some dialogue with the Georgia staff and Georgia <laughs> commits, but he was at the Nebraska volleyball game, you know, with his uncle and the staff on Saturday. He was with Matt Rule on Sunday at the women's basketball Still, all signs point to a flip from Georgia to Nebraska with Dylan Rayola. Just now, I think we're waiting to see when uh, it all happens and when it all goes down. All right. Now, heading into the weekend, we were asking, will Jordan Seaton sign with Colorado? We were hearing whispers, maybe an Oregon visit, but he did not take any visits. Is he all set to sign with Prime on Wednesday? I'd be shocked, Josh. You know, obviously with Jordan Seaton, both of both you and I both have good connections there and relationships. And, uh, you know, nothing would be a shock, I don't think, with Seaton. But I'd be a little bit surprised, you know, really major surprise if he did not sign with Colorado. Didn't take a trip, uh, mm -hmm. finished up school at IMG Academy. I think he plans to sign on Wednesday with Colorado. 
Yeah, I said it on Twitter. No visit, no chance. I think he's locked into Colorado. I was watching to see if he went anywhere. You and I both know Jordan Seaton can be he can be a little all over the place, but he stayed home, and I expect him to sign with Colorado on Wednesday. All right, next storyline: number one wide receiver Jeremiah Smith final decision. Now he didn't go anywhere this weekend. So what are you hearing on Jeremiah Smith, who's committed to Ohio State, but those in-state Florida teams are trying to keep him home? Yeah, Josh, I think, you know, Miami was hoping they can get him on campus this last weekend. Obviously, it's right around the corner from where he's at in Hollywood, Florida, the Coral Gables, but he did not make that trip. And I still view, view Florida State as the biggest competition for Ohio State, depending on who you talk to. There's some level of confidence that Ohio State hangs on to Jeremiah Smith. And that on the other side, Florida State can flip Jeremiah Smith. I think it comes down to those two schools. Right now, I still lean slightly towards, based on what I'm hearing, he stays with Ohio State. Hmm. Yeah, it's like a modern-day stare-down. Both sides feel really good about their position with Jeremiah Smith. But we'll just have to see with that final decision come signing day. All right. Now, the dogs have had the number one class for much of the cycle, and really there's been no competition to, to take them down. But now with the Dylan Riola news, do we still think that Georgia is going to finish with the number one overall class in the 2024 cycle? I would lean towards yes, Josh. I think obviously Rayola would be a big hit for Georgia from a number standpoint, but uh, I think the school behind them, Ohio State, is trying to hold on to Jeremiah Smith. Do they lose him? Jordan Lyle is likely flipping from Ohio State to Miami. They're trying to hold on to Edric Houston as well. So, um, right. you know, Ohio State right there. But I think Bama's one to watch making some moves late, talking about Edric Houston, you know, trying to flip a guy like Kevin Riley. They're, they're going to be pretty active, I think, these last couple of days, Alabama. But I do think Georgia. Georgia likely hangs on to number one when all is said and done come Wednesday night. Mm. All right. Now, the last topic that we questioned heading into the weekend was Auburn causing chaos. And how crazy does it get? Because they're in play for five-star KJ Bolton, five-star LJ McCray, five-star Ryan Williams, four-star D-line on Myris Williams. How crazy can it get at the end for the Auburn Tigers? You know, I'd be shocked, Josh, if they don't flip at least one, maybe two. Could it be three? I mean, they're involved with numerous high-profile guys like you mentioned. I think the safest pick is Amaris Williams, the Florida D-line commit from Concord, North Carolina. Uh, took a great OV there just a week ago. Uh, came out of that trip. I think Auburn's been buzzing, you know, really since. Communication has remained heavy with LJ McCray. We, we know about KJ Bolden taking that Monday trip here recently as well over to the Plains with his family. So I think those are three major targets to watch. I do think Auburn will cause some type of chaos come Wednesday. How much is the question. That is the question. How much chaos can Auburn cause? Well, that's what I was looking at heading into the weekend, but there's a few developments over the weekend that brought some more questions. And I want to ask you, what is going on with five-star Florida State commitment Armando Blunt? He visited Miami this weekend. He did not flip. What are you hearing coming out of this weekend visit? You know, I feel good about Miami's chances here. I think the final decision will be made and announced on Wednesday. I think Miami's in a great position to get Armando Blunt back. He committed to the Hurricanes first, then flipped to Florida State, reclassified from 25 to 24. And I think in the end, Miami gets him back. I think that'll be announced on Wednesday. All right. Now, Edric Houston, you kind of hit on him earlier, but is he truly considering a flip and is – Alabama, the only threat. 
Yes, he is truly considering a flip, Josh. I think there's a little bit of hesitation here late. I think his heart is still with Ohio State based on mm -hmm. what I've gathered over the last 24 to 48 hours. He did take a trip to Clemson and met with new D-line coach Chris Rump uh, on Friday, trip to Alabama on Saturday, spent the night in Tuscaloosa before heading back home uh, on Sunday. He has exams on Monday, and I think mm -hmm. he – to kind of make that final decision by the end of Monday night. Now, will he tell Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama um, what his decision is uh, at some point Monday evening? I'm not sure. But I do think Alabama, not so much Clemson, is the biggest threat to Ohio State. He really like, he watched practice on Saturday. He met with the staff. He's been there for an OV. And there's some real buzz about Alabama giving him something to think about. Uh, again, he has that connection with Larry Johnson at Ohio State. Uh, he's been committed, a solid commit for a long time since August, his birthday. Uh, but Alabama's definitely one to watch here late with Edrick Houston. Yeah, it seems like Ohio State kind of playing defense. We're used to seeing them being aggressive, playing some offense down the stretch. But really, this cycle, they're playing defense down the stretch. But still a very highly rated class. Now, we're not done with Miami just yet. Are they in for a running back swap? What I mean is their running back commitment, Kevin Riley, visited Alabama the weekend before signing day. But Ohio State running back commitment, Jordan Lyle, visited Miami. So are they about to lose a flip to Alabama and flip Ohio State running back Jordan Lyle? Yeah, Josh. I mean, in, in, in Simmons Scoop, I've been kind of, you know, hinting and kind of laying out the mm – -hmm. uh, kind of paint the picture about Lyle looking, you know, really heavily towards Miami. I think, you know, he feels good about Ohio State. He likes Tony Alford, the running back coach there. But I think a big thing was this weekend taking his whole family with him to Miami. Uh, it's a local program. Uh, he sees an opportunity there to stay close to home, play with his friend Mark Fletcher. Um, and I think Miami came out of this weekend looking really good with their chances to flip him come Wednesday. There's been talk about maybe he makes a final decision Monday, Tuesday, announces something prior to Wednesday, but nothing's been set yet. But I think when all is said and done Wednesday, I, I like where Miami's at for Jordan Lyle, flipping him away from the Buckeyes. Now, do you think Kevin Riley, though, flips away from Miami and goes to Alabama in the end? It's like musical chairs, man. I'll tell you what, we're really that. I mean – Look, you know, Raleigh had been locked in with Miami. He never even let Bama come in for an in-home visit. You know, about this time a week ago, he was kind of 50-50 on does he take the OV to Tuscaloosa? Does he stay home and just stay with Miami? He took that OV, and based on intel, he loved his time in Tuscaloosa. They laid, laid their plan out for him, compared him to a role like Jameer Gibbs had at Alabama, special teams guy, throw passes to him, show his versatility. Uh, gave him a lot to think about. I think there's some big decisions and big discussions going on. Uh, maybe Monday, Monday night. I think by this time, maybe Tuesday, uh, Tuesday afternoon, we'll likely know if Riley's staying with Miami or flipping mm -hmm. to Alabama. But I think it's at least 50-50 right now between those two, if not maybe slightly leaning towards Alabama with a real chance to flip him. It's pretty crazy because a year ago, right about now, Miami was flipping Mark Fletcher from Ohio State, and they're about to do it again. So uh, one last item, Miami not done. We're just going to continue to talk about the Miami Hurricanes. Do the Canes flip UF linebacker commitment Adarius Hayes? Now, Hayes had said all the right things throughout the season. He was locked into the Gators, but he has made several trips to Miami, and then he takes an official visit the week before the weekend 
before signing day. What are you hearing on Gator commitment at Darius Hayes just three days out? Yeah, right now, Josh, he's saying nothing to to anyone. You know, he uh-huh. he obviously the Miami media was out there waiting to try to grab those guys after their OVs and, and both Hayes and Jordan Lyle, you know, bypassed those guys and skipped the interviews and didn't want to speak on their commitments to Ohio State with Lyle or, or to Florida with Hayes. And, you know, I talked to a couple of people that are connected to Hayes and they felt all along that he was going to stay with Florida. Until now, there's a little bit of hesitation when I talk to those people about just how strong he is coming off this visit to Miami. I think there's a real chance again that Miami flips another player this time from the University of Florida. Derek Nicholson, the linebackers coach, has done a great job with Hayes laying out the plan, uh, communicating with him. Again, Hayes is keeping things extremely close to the vest right now. Florida's also in communication with him as well, I'll confirm. But I think right now the edge goes to Miami here as they try to you know close pretty strong on Wednesday. Yeah, I think Miami, Auburn, and then Texas are probably the three teams that are getting most aggressive on the trail. Remember, Texas has Xavier Filsimi in their sights. He's the number two safety. He's committed to Florida, but Texas was able to get him on a visit and I think they can close on him between now and signing day. So we'll we'll keep an eye on all that. Chad Simmons, I'm sure the phone, your phone's probably ringing like eight times since you started with me. It's going to be a wild 72 hours. Keep in contact. Let me know what's going on. And thank you for dropping by the Inside Scoop today. Thank you, Josh. All right. Thank you, Chad. Now let's get the show started. We are going to go to Tuscaloosa and talk with Andrew Bone of Bama Online. Let's get it. Weekend before signing day and a surprise five-star recruit shows up in Tuscaloosa. This is probably an annual tradition for Bama fans at this point, but in this video, we're going to find out if Alabama is about to flip Ohio State five-star edge commitment, Edrick Houston. I got the great Andrew Bone here from Bama Online to take us behind the scenes of what could be a huge signing day flip. But first, Bama fans, hit subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We're here talking recruiting 365 days out of the year. We love it. You love it. Hit subscribe. All right, let's get it going. Andrew Bone from Bama Online. And Andrew, Alabama is known for making these late runs at a five-star flip. Just look last year at Caden Proctor. Is Edrick Houston a potential flip candidate this late in the season? Well, I think with him showing up on campus this weekend, you can certainly say that he is a candidate. Now, you know, the question is, is he going to flip away from Ohio State? And if he does flip, is it to Alabama or is it possibly to Clemson? He visited Clemson True. on Friday, uh, but spent uh, Saturday and Sunday into well, spent Saturday in Tuscaloosa, ended up leaving early Sunday morning, uh, traveled with one of his coaches. And you know, there's always been high interest in Alabama. Alabama has been on the short list, was on the short list for Edric. Uh, before he announced that commitment back in August. And we felt like Alabama always had a chance with him, but, you know, throughout the season, didn't really hear much going on between the two sides. Probably over the last three or four weeks, we started hearing a little bit of chatter that Alabama was still in contact. They were trying to get him on campus for a visit, and and boom, they were able to get him on campus uh, yesterday. So a big visit there. Uh, I I just – I don't know if it's going to be enough for Alabama to – uh, to be able to flip him. Uh, there's always some surprises late in the process. Yeah. You, you never know what might happen. But you know, we know that the uh, the visit kind of took Ohio State a little bit off guard. Uh, I don't think the Clemson visit took him off guard, but the uh, Alabama visit did. Mm-hmm. So it'll be an interesting uh, you know couple of days. We spoke with one of his coaches this morning, and they said, you know, he has a 
top two right now. Wouldn't uh, wouldn't divulge any, any more on that. It said uh, he's hoping to make a final decision over the next day or so. Well, you know, the thing with him is he he's committed to Ohio State. Do you think this is down to location? Do you think he's maybe rethinking things here in the last minute? Because from Buford High School to Columbus, Ohio is a lot further than Buford High School to Tuscaloosa. Yeah, we'd always kind of heard that location was going to be a factor in the decision. And that, that probably started back in the spring and maybe even before that, that location mm-hmm. was a uh, – was a significant factor for him, but then ends up going out to USC, Ohio State, uh, went into the driver's seat, you know, back in the late spring. And, you know, it certainly didn't seem like location was that big of a factor for him. And then obviously ends up announcing for the Buckeyes. But, you know, maybe it is. Maybe it's starting to become a little bit of a uh, of a concern. Maybe the family wants him to stay uh, a little bit closer to home or maybe not necessarily, uh, you know, pressuring him to do that, but probably – uh, that might be the, the preference in the uh, in the Houston household. So, I think at the end of the day, they're gonna you know want him to make his own decision and be comfortable with it. So yeah. we'll see uh, see what that is. All right. Well, Edric Houston was not the only flip target on campus in Tuscaloosa over the weekend. Running back Kevin Riley, who's committed to Miami, and also running back Jaden Ball, they were both on campus too. Um, is there a preference now if they're gonna flip one, or can they take them both, Riley and Ball? Yeah, they're both a little bit different type backs. Uh, you know, Kevin Riley's six foot, one hundred ninety five pounds. Jaden Ball six foot one, about two fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama does not have a running back commitment right, right now. They would like to add two if they can. Um, you know, they certainly want to get one, but if they can get those two guys, they would certainly take both of them. So I don't think there's necessarily a preference. Um, you know, it just comes down to you know, will they be able to flip them? Um, you look at Jaden Ball. This is a kid that's been com- committed to Arkansas for a while. Alabama and Florida have really been pushing uh, hard for him over the course of the last several weeks. Alabama extended the offer back in early November, made a quick trip to Tuscaloosa, then ends up making the uh, the official visit. And you know, there's certainly some uh, uh, some positive momentum for Alabama, but we've also heard the same thing with Florida. Florida feels like it's got a yeah, great chance with him. I, I would be surprised. I'd be surprised if he ends up sticking with Arkansas. Um, just. I, I think that Alabama and Florida are the, probably the top two heading into the week. So we'll uh, we'll see how that all unfolds. And then with Kevin Riley, this is a kid. You know, a lot of people probably think it's a slam dunk just because he's a you know, t- out of Tuscaloosa County right. uh, High School. Uh, you know, he committed to Miami back in the summer, which really took a lot of people by surprise, including Alabama. But the staff continued to recruit him. They visited him a few times uh, during the um, uh, during the recruiting period this month. He decided kind of at the last minute to take an official visit to Alabama. Uh, he, about a week ago, he said that he was shutting things down and was solid with the Hurricanes, but mm-hmm. gave Alabama one last shot. So we'll see. Now, there is some chatter on the uh, uh, on the Miami boards that they may be able to flip uh, Jordan Lyle, who's been committed to Ohio yeah. State uh, since back in the spring. So you know, does that potentially have an effect on uh, on Kevin Riley? We'll see, but I, I know that Miami's still continuing to uh, to press hard to try to keep Raleigh uh, in its class, but um, Alabama's right there, and they are certainly uh, trying to get him as well. And we know that you know, family's right there at home. They'd love him to stay uh, right there in Tuscaloosa. All right, well, we're just days away from National Signing Day, and Alabama has some flips on the horizon. Andrew Bone from Bama Online, thank you for dropping by the inside scoop, breaking it all down for us. Waiting isn't fun. 
especially in recruiting, because we want everything right now. But for LSU and five-star Dominic McKinley, waiting might be the key for a massive flip. And today I got Shay Dixon from the Bengal Tiger to talk about Don McKinley finally setting that OV to LSU. We'll cover that. Plus, Texas A&M commitment, well, former Texas A&M commitment, Cohen Eccles was in town. Terry Bussey flip is still on the table. And I want to get Shay's thoughts on Bryce Underwood making a final visit to Alabama. Let's get it started. LSU fans, hit that subscribe button for me. We're trying to grow this page. You guys love recruiting. I love talking LSU recruiting. Hit subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. Okay, let's bring on Shay Dixon from the Bengal Tiger. Now, Shay, you spoke to five-star Dominic McKinley's mother over the weekend and got some special intel. We're going to get to that in a minute. But first, I want to check in on another Texas A&M commitment that also announced a February signing, and that's five-star athlete Terry Bussey. He's been to campus numerous times this fall. What does it mean to LSU that he's announcing in February? Well, it means they've got more time to recruit him. Obviously, they've already had an official visit, so you would want to get him back to campus again. It would be an unofficial visit. But LSU staff has stayed on him very hard. Look, this has been a guy who's been a star at Timson. He can play on either side of the ball. They've told him that. A lot of people like him at DB. That's a need for LSU. Mm -hmm. But really, the A&M coaching situation, Josh, we've seen, and we'll talk about Don McKinley here in a second, Weston Davis, a five-star offensive tackle, flipped to LSU. Gabe Relliford, a four-star top 100 player on on three, committed to A&M, flipped to LSU. Mm -hmm. Cohen Eccles, who was committed to A&M, backed off that commitment. He spent his final weekend at LSU. Now we're talking about guys like Bussey and McKinley waiting until February. It just seems to me that even with the Mike Elko hire in place, Josh, and the staff being put together, that these guys who are not sure what they want to do for certain are willing to wait until February. Yeah, and honestly, I think it's huge for LSU because let's be honest, they probably weren't going to sign these guys if they were signing in December, but now that they move it to February, they have a real chance. Uh, you hit on Cohen Eccles at the top. Now, he decommitted from A&M last week, was on campus. LSU and Auburn seemed to be the favorites here. I know he'd been trending toward Auburn even while he was still committed to A&M. What are you hearing coming off this LSU visit, though? Look, this is a guy that LSU was recruiting heavily uh, during his process, and he committed to A&M, and now that he's backed off, he's making a couple of final visits. He was at the Iron Bowl, then he backs off the A&M commitment. As you noted, Josh, that Auburn is the team trending on the on three RPM. Will that change? Does LSU trend here late? He's really the only high school prospect we're watching right now for LSU that isn't committed anywhere and could sign this week. Like we said, Bussy McKinley, they're waiting. It seems like Eccles is ready to make a decision. Here's the deal. You have to manage that 85 overall man scholarship limit. And yeah. not only does LSU have portal guys that they're looking at at other positions, guys still on roster have not decided if they're going to enter the portal, return, go pro, whatever it might be. You know you're signing 27 high school, 26 high school, one JUCO player this coming week. So you get a good feel for the numbers, but in that mix is five offensive linemen, and they like all of them. So would you take six offensive linemen out of high school? It seems like a big number. I think it's just going to come down to how they think the numbers work out and then really how hard they're going to push for Eccles. So right now I'd say the coming days will tell us more. Auburn was the team that he is going to end up at entering the weekend. Now, does LSU push enough? 
uh, to make a charge and, and maybe pull off a, a real late snag here. Yeah, it would be huge to get an offensive lineman this late in the game. We'll see what happens there. Now let's talk about five-star Dominic McKinley, the number one player in the state of Louisiana. And honestly, Shay, we talked a lot throughout the summer into the fall about Dominic McKinley off the record. You never wanted to talk about him on the show because you honestly didn't think that there was much going on between him and LSU, but... That seems like it's changed. And you recently spoke to Dominic McKinley's mother. They set up an official visit. So what are LSU's chances to keep him home when that February signing day rolls around? Well, they're higher than I guess they would have been before when really, as you noted, Josh, when we would talk about it, I always say track, you know, track the visits and over time and track their actions, not their words. And Dominic is a man of not many words, but I right. did catch up with Angie his mom and, and she was great and broke down kind of the whole process and their thought of waiting until February because they want to see what A&M staff looks like. They had in-homes with everyone from LSU to Oklahoma to Texas to Syracuse. This is our first time going through the recruiting process. He's not graduating right now, so there is no rush to do it next week if he wants to say, hey, look, I want to see what the coaches look like at each spot. Relationships are paramount here. She repeated that time and time again. That tells me they want to know, hey, who's the D-line coach? How, you know, what does the defensive staff look like? And those are some questions that are still unanswered at places like LSU, for instance. So they'll get him in town January 12th weekend. That will be his official visit. And that is big news because to go back to where you started at, Josh, he gave official visits to everybody in June, but not LSU. He announces his decision in September. LSU wasn't even viewed as maybe one of the top two teams in the mix there late when it was kind of Texas and A&M battling it out and Oklahoma was in it. And then they played seven home games. He never came to a single one of them. So there was this feeling that, okay, he doesn't seem to have that much interest. Well, following the in-home visit, his mother Angie told me that she could tell his interest in LSU is peaking a little bit to where he's got a good relationship now with Brian Kelly. He likes Frank Wilson. And LSU will see if coaching changes are coming on defense and obviously what that means to a, a recruitment like Dominic McKinley's. Man, so did LSU just kind of fall into some luck here that he's going to decide in February and they still have that official visit? Or do you think this was some strategy by them to kind of hold on to this late and try to use it in January? The strategy was to hold on to it late and maybe use it in December. And then when he decided, hey, I'm going to push mm. it back to February, it made it a bit easier. And also... Acadiana, his high school team, played in the state title game, which was just right. a week ago. So this was his first open weekend. Uh, and Angie's mother said that uh, he had a prominent role in uh, the annual uh, Acadiana era church uh, Christmas pageant or play or whatever it might be. Uh, so he, uh, your five-star D lineman is out there singing in the, the local Christmas play. So he wasn't going to skip out on that. Uh, she said that that was a prior engagement. And they are very firm on, hey, look, we're going to wait until February. Let's set up some more visits. And that means more in-homes will come as well. Yeah. All right. Well, whether you chalk it up to strategy or luck, I think it plays to LSU's chances here in, in January and February to land Dominic McKinley. Um, let's talk about one more item, and it's a big one. Bryce Underwood, he's been trending to LSU for weeks now. But this weekend, the last visit weekend before his decision, which is coming January 6th, Underwood shows up in Tuscaloosa. What do you make of this Alabama visit and how does it impact LSU's chances to land Underwood? Well, this wasn't going to be easy. There wasn't going to be after Michigan, 
we felt like waved the white flag, right? When they took Carter Smith two months before Underwood's even announcing. And mm -hmm. we talked to EJ Holland, Zach Libby, all of our on three guys up there. And they had maintained, hey, look, we think it's LSU. Now, I had said all along, I'm not putting in an on three RPM pick till the dead period. I want to see what school he pops up at. Would it be Michigan again? Would it be a Florida State? Would it be some huge NIL program out there that's tossing money around? And it was Bama, a school he had only visited one time. I think it reaffirms to me, Josh, that the SEC is what he's looking at. That's from the very start. He said, I like the SEC. I've got eyes on the SEC. So to visit Bama at the end isn't a big surprise. I'll line it up for you this way. Mm -hmm. LSU knew of the visit ahead of time. The Underwood family told them. That's and you've good. got to remember that in the span of three months, four months, he visited LSU's campus this offseason three different times. Two of those came once on his parents' anniversary, once on his mother's birthday, every time he had the whole family with him. Then there was all the chatter of, well, he never made it to a game at Michigan all year. He wasn't visiting other schools for games. I know he dropped in at Colorado and Penn State at another point, mm -hmm. but finally made it to Michigan at the end. Remember, one of his first visits was Auburn. He was at LSU for that game when they won in Tiger Stadium, and that was a big visit weekend for him. So right, should you be worried that a school like Alabama gets the number one overall player to campus right before his decision? Sure, it's Bama. Sure. They have a great track record <laughs> of recruiting. At the same time, Julian Sayan moved in this weekend. Like, they're not desperate for a five-star quarterback or some guy who's going to save the program. They recruit really well nonstop. So I'm, if I'm an LSU fan, I say, hey, look, LSU's put in all this work. Everyone's called in the leader. Oh, and toss yeah. in there, Josh. They just won a second Heisman at quarterback in five years. They finished with the number one offense in America, and they return every coach from the offense uh, for next season So and into the future. So I still think leading into January 6th, Let's see how the dust settles from the Bama visit, then go from there. I still think LSU is the team to beat. If Bama is able to beat out LSU by simply just getting two visits, one being at the very end, then it wasn't meant to be. I still think that LSU's put in enough work here to get it across the finish line on January 6th. Here's the thing, Josh. He's a junior. We've got another year left, so we'll be talking about this plenty. We will. We definitely will. But this first decision matters a lot. And hey, first no and only decision, it, it most likely, you know how these things go with the quarterbacks. But, you know, for those LSU fans scoring at home, I still am confident with my picks. I have George McIntyre, the number two ranked quarterback in the country, projected to land at Alabama. And I have Bryce Underwood, the number one quarterback in the country, projected to land to, at LSU. And nothing this weekend so far has led me to change that. And especially after talking to you, Shea Dixon, appreciate you stopping by the inside scoop and kind of giving us some intel into this final visit weekend and also Bryce Underwood's big decision. Appreciate you. Yes, and I'll say real quick, Josh, that you hit it on the head. Remember, LSU's only recruited two quarterbacks the whole way in 2025, McIntyre and Underwood. I feel confident they're going to get one of them. I'm still on the Underwood train right now, but if something goes south, they have recruited McIntyre very, very well. All right. Well, give me a heads up if I need to change my pick, but otherwise, I'm not planning on it. I'm not planning on it. Let's let the dust settle and see what happens. Thanks for having me on, Josh. There's still some great games left in the season, but you know what's not great? Finding last-minute tickets. Finding tickets before a game can be a nightmare. Do not let this be the way that your season ends. That's why I'm here to tell you about game time. 
It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the big time matchups. Game time will get you to this year's biggest college football games with elite deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. Don't stress over getting into your favorite team's biggest rivalry game of the year. There's only so many big games and you need to get these tickets at the best prices. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Game time has tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It is the place to find last minute tickets. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets on all sports and even concert events. So here's what we're going to do. Snag the tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code INSIDESCOOP to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.